0: What's
1: up, everybody? My name is Harrison Kramer.
0: My name is Jake Chandler.
1: We are two friends who go to the same college. We live in the same house, and we are both pursuing God. Mm-hmm. And what this podcast is, is a space where we talk about our experiences with God, what we're learning, and we're sharing them with you guys in hopes that you can relate, and hopes that it's helpful somehow. And the reason we call it the bottom line is because we believe life is very inconsistent But there is one foundational truth to cling to, and that is God, and that is the person of Jesus. And so today, our topic, seeing how it is the season of love, you might say, Uh, our topic is the heart. And the idea of following your heart Mm -hmm. and what, what that means. So when you hear... This is like – it goes without saying this is a very popular idea within our culture, the idea of following your heart. So when you hear that, what do you think?
0: When I hear follow your heart, I think like pursue what makes you happy, do Mm -hmm. what makes you happy, and like don't let other people tell you you can't basically is what I think of.
1: Yeah. It, It is kind of defiant in a way. Yeah of i know what's best for me and you don't know what's best for me and so i'm going to pursue these desires that will lead to my true happiness yeah
0: they're often i think big dreams like when you say follow your heart you know oh i want to be an astronaut or i want to yeah. be a musician or something yeah. like that yeah
1: it's very very broad large end in goal scale. stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that's a good way to put it um the my most basic understanding of this idea is that following your heart is the understanding that your the purpose of your life is to follow the desires of your heart mm-hmm. like we said and that by doing this you will experience the most happiness mm-hmm. so by following your heart you're going to reach the peak amount you can get yeah. out of life. I butchered that, but <laughs> that that's the idea. Yeah. And it is, um, like you said with, when you, when you say you're going to follow your heart, usually you're implying something very large in scale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's a, it's a passionate way to live and it's, it's an emotional way to live. And it, um, it's no surprise that this is such a popular idea within our culture because this is what we've, been receiving since as far back as most of us can remember Yeah, you you watch most mainstream movies listen to most mainstream music the message that they're pushing is following your heart right just think of like your favorite disney movie as a kid it is the odds are that it involves someone like you said or rebelling against something being defiant so that they can pursue A passion that they have Mm -hmm. and why do you think this this idea of following your heart is is so appealing to so many people
0: it's exciting Mm -hmm. to to take it into your own hands and kind of go whatever way you think will work best yeah it's it's you have control i think most Mm -hmm. of the time um I mean, yeah. If you like, like we were talking about large end goal things, that's like what you might imagine to be, you know, your perfect ideal life. Yeah, would be that end goal. So to follow your heart and chase after that would be appealing to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, you are totally right. It's it's your desires. The desires are in your hands, mm-hmm. and because it can be so large in scale, at least in our minds. And sometimes like literally it, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, um, there, there are they're like different ways that this can play out. And all of those ways are very important to us. And what I mean by that is the biggest way that this plays out is within relationships. That kind of goes without saying is that following your heart and entails uh, a romantic love for somebody, mm-hmm. and you pursue that. And following your heart, like you were talking about, goals can also mean career goals or something like that along those lines. And so following your heart involves these things that hit very, very close to home. And if, if we pursue these things that hit close to home – and it coincides with our emotions, it's very appealing. Cause we yeah. we we enjoy that and like you said, we get to have some level of control in what we want mm-hmm. in that.
0: Yeah. Like I think the appeal is like in an example. Like why would I stay at a nine to five job even though it's paying the bills and everything when I could, you know, try to make it as a music producer
1: whoa are you that, talking about your song? <laughs> no
0: i didn't quit my job <laughs> no, yet
1: he didn't quit he hasn't he has a job yeah but he also produces music do you want to make a song together sometime
0: yeah we should do that.
1: okay stay tuned anyway <laughs> you don't want to be at that nine to
0: five you want to be
1: on nine stages. to five is boring
0: Oh, yeah. So why not risk it all for the excitement?
1: For the excitement. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, the, when it comes to following your heart, the journey and the pursuit is thrilling. And, and a lot of people could also see that within their relationship. Why stay with this relationship? Yeah. when there there's this other one that seems more exciting right and it may be like not as realistic but it's definitely more exciting and so you might bail to go pursue these yeah. things and what we're kind of getting at is that this idea of following your heart has some issues yeah it's not it's not all good so if there if there are some flaws with this idea of following your heart what are some of the ones that come to mind?
0: Nine times out of ten, it's not going to go the way you think it's going <laughs> to go. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. And the, I mean, it might go the way you think it's going to go, but it's probably going to take a lot more work than you thought. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, can you give an example?
0: Like if I I quit my nine to five job working down at Blockbuster... <laughs> <laughs> to go become a musician the chances are pretty slim that i'm going to be like an overnight success yeah i'm going to have to work real hard at that and it's going to not be as fun as i imagined probably
1: yeah that 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 says a lot about it, about it um it it's not going to go how you think it's going to go not that everything you're thinking in your head Isn't possible. Usually you think of things that are technically possible, but the odds of all of those things lining up how you thought they would line up. Right. And then when you get there, the odds of it being how you imagined are slim to none. Yeah. And so this, I found in my personal life, I think everyone has been guilty of following their heart. And I found that it's, a disappointing way to live and it's um the only way it's not disappointing all the time is if you're constantly in pursuit of something that you never get mm-hmm. and so I've found myself whether it's chasing a girl in high school or dreaming about being like a big rap star the it's a pursuit of something I don't yet have and therefore it's kind of an exciting idea that keeps me entertained, yeah. but it definitely doesn't fulfill me. And then if or when I do get that thing I w- thought I wanted, it doesn't feel how I thought it would feel. And then you just want something else. <laughs> and then I want something else. Exactly. Yeah. that That's the sad part is you your, your heart can get so passionate and so sure about this one thing. And then when you finally get it, you're like... I miss the excitement. I miss the thrill. I miss the pursuit. So we're gonna we're gonna look over here and we're gonna go for something else. Instead. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, um, go ahead. That it's not always a bad thing. I don't think. Like you can. I think there's a healthy level, limit to that in the sense of like advancing in your career or something. Like moving up the chain in the wherever you're working. Yeah. Like, striving to do good work so you can get that higher position and then on from there. But that doesn't have to be met with, like, discontentment, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can be fulfilled, like, at work and still strive to do better.
1: Yes, that's... Yeah, because we're not saying you shouldn't strive for things at all. But we're kind of saying you shouldn't, we're definitely saying you shouldn't strive for only the things that you emotionally want. Yeah. But striving for things and having a passion for things emotionally is good. Right. But people need to understand that that passion and emotion will inevitably fade mm-hmm. at times. And when yeah. they do fade, that does not mean jump ship. Right. It means commit. And that's the other thing I had, the other issue that is involved with this idea is that it does not emphasize commitment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it emphasizes high emotions, excitement. But when when all that is gone, because it will be at some point within a relationship or your job, the, if there's no commitment that goes beyond emotion, it, it's pretty empty. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any other thoughts? No. Nope. Cool. Let's see what we got next. Um, talking about the downsides, like, like you said, it can under deliver. Mm-hmm. Once you finally get it, you might want something else because it's not what you thought it was. And, um, the other thing that it does is it can put too much pressure on a situation or on another person. So if we are, are thinking in our heads, for example, someone you want to romantically be with for the rest of your life and it's exciting and it's like the movies and you think up this person in your head and you've just invented the perfect person for you. Yeah. You come across somebody who has some of those qualities that you made up they, they, you, after you get to know them for a while, you're going to find out they don't actually live up to the perfect person that you made because nobody can like that person doesn't exist. Right. So we, by coming up with these and relying on them, not saying that you shouldn't have preferences, but if we're only relying on those, then you're putting too much pressure on someone you're in a relationship with. Like if we're, if we're best friends and I say, My best friend always does this, 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 and they can't be my best friend unless they do those things. And I put that on you and like, you're not my best friend if you don't do this. And I'm going to leave if you don't do these things because guess you're, guess you're not
0: for me. You're not going to have very many friends. Not going to have very,
1: (laughs) probably have zero friends. Yeah. Which might be the case right now. I'm just kidding. I have a lot
0: of friends. (laughs) So, the heart. (laughs) So, the heart, my
1: heart is hurt right now. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: Where are we? What were we talking about? (laughs) I was
1: talking about in your mind, you think up this person that nobody can live up to. Yeah. And so, you bail on a relationship or you bail on a situation, like a career situation or a school situation. Because it's not the perfect situation you thought of, mm-hmm. which by the way, doesn't exist.
0: Yeah.
1: Were you gonna comment on that?
0: I think you got it. Oh, okay, cool. You made your point pretty clear.
1: Okay. And so the what I was getting at from that is if we if we don't emphasize commitment and we only emphasize emotion, we may end up flippantly abandoning relationships and situations that were supposed to grow us and we're supposed to actually learn from. But instead, we weren't feeling it anymore, so we bailed, and we couldn't get the most out of what was offered. And again, this is hard to talk about because there's so many disclaimers. Yeah. Like, if you are truly unhappy somewhere, it might be best for you to leave. If you're truly unhappy with someone, it might be best for you to leave. But understand that um, unha- like, moments of feeling unhappy is going to come within any relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when that comes, it doesn't mean bail. It might mean stick around because you're going to learn something from this. And if we're only going to the things that immediately make us happy and only pursuing the things that immediately give us excitement – We're not going to grow as people because those things kind of, um, reinforce what we know and reinforce our feelings, but they don't expand our minds, expand our hearts because we're, we're running from challenges. Did that make sense? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And, um, I don't remember if there's anything else I wanna say on this. Any other things you wanna say on the the downsides, the flaws of following your heart?
0: Um yeah, like you said, there's just a lot of gray area We <laughs> talk about it. Like you We're not saying don't take risks. But we're not saying take every risk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's kind of intuitive most of the time, but I might be wrong about that.
1: What do you mean by intuitive?
0: Like, I feel like you can kind of tell when following your heart is sacrificing a lot. I don't know where I'm going with that.
1: (laughs) You can tell when your heart is sacrificing Like, when following your heart will
0: lead to, like... I don't know what I'm trying to say.
1: That's all right. Yeah. If it comes back to you, let us know and we will talk about it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um the the one thing I will say is <clears throat> a lot of people should well, I I think that when it comes to our character and who we are, it is not based upon Solely the desires of our heart. Yeah. And a lot of people will say. This is what I'm like. Because this is what I want. And this is how I live. Because this is what I want. Your character is more of. Conscious. Is more of a reflection of conscious discipline. And not. Just simply giving in to emotions. Mm -hmm. And so if people. If people want to grow and develop their character. Like I was saying earlier. It's not by giving in to everything you want. That's not who you are inherently. Who you are inherently is um, made, someone made in God's image, who is capable of discipline and capable of developing their character through trials. And a key point in that is resisting your heart mm-hmm. and resisting your desires. That's where like, someone's true character can grow and develop. And that, that's something I think is crucial for people to do. Um, what, kind of what we were talking about earlier about it's possible for you to, in your mind, make up situations that don't play out how you thought they would. And to make up people who don't actually exist, this can put you in what you might call a fantasy world, like Game of Thrones, not like Game of Thrones. I've actually never seen Game never of Thrones. Seen- <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that came to my mind. But a fantasy world that you made up. And it, it like things go how you want them to. And you have a step-by-step process of what's going to happen. And by mm-hmm. creating this fantasy world in your head... Is this making sense so far? Yeah, I think so. Like, Like, you can... A lot of times plan ahead in your mind of how things are going to go down. And you can get, at least I have before, get very specific about I can't wait till this happens Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get it because I want it. Oh, and then when that happens, this is going to happen. And if we rely on that, we are setting ourselves up for disappointment. Yeah. And I have this analogy that I'm really excited to share (laughs) and I hope it's as cool as I think it is. All right. But the reason that – the main reason why we're saying the things that we're saying about the flaws of following your heart is not that – it's not because emotions should be thrown out the window. Yeah, Emotions are good. I, I read a book one time where they said emotions actually indicate the state of the soul. And so like if I were to, to pinch you right now, your body would feel pain. Because it's indicating like the state of your body. Mm -hmm. And our emotions are like, our emotions are to us what physical pain or pleasure is to the body. Mm. So emotions are like that to the soul. That makes sense. That makes sense. Cool. And so our our emotions are meant to be tied to something that doesn't move, like an anchor. Mm -hmm. So our emotions. Should be connected to this anchor that stays in the same place. It's constant. It doesn't mean that our emotions won't move around, but it does mean that our emotions always stem back to the same spot. Yeah. And what our emotions are not meant to be tied to is something like a balloon. Why is that funny? <laughs> Balloons are funny. <laughs> okay. Why, why should Balloons we not be like are a balloon? Funny. I don't want to finish the analogy now. All right. Just kidding. I really do. Go for it. The our emotions are not meant to be tied to balloons because but, dude, it's not a birthday party. This is a sad balloon. All right, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> Gosh. Balloons can go up in the air and just fly all over the place. They're blown by the wind. Yeah. They they're unpredictable and they will eventually deflate. Or get popped. That's not funny either. That's bad news. That's really bad really news sorry. for us.
0: All right. <laughs> Keep going. This is making sense. It's a good analogy. I'm listening. We should be like tied to an anchor, but not a balloon because.
1: Because balloons are, they just fly around all over the place.
0: Right. And
1: so if you want to, if your emotions are tied to a balloon or fantasy land, as we said, and that's what you're relying on. What you're tracing your emotions back to is constantly changing. Yeah. Because your heart's desires seem to be constantly changing. Right. And so we were, it's just flying all over the place and it will eventually be gone. Yeah. It'll eventually not like be devastating. Yeah. But if our emotions are tied to an anchor, we know where it comes from. And we know that even though we're moving around, we have a resource. Yeah. so to speak, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I like that analogy, actually. You now, do? know we got through it. Because if your emotions are tied to a balloon and the balloon pops, then you have some room for some pretty drastic decisions. Like if you're, to put it another way, if your emotions are tied to fulfilling this one dream you have and that dream becomes inaccessible for whatever reason... What do you have left at that point to go off of? You have no right, right. No reason to pursue anything because that's what you were completely set on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Another layer to the analogy. Wow. I'm impressed. You see how I didn't laugh at you?
0: <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> the balloons are funny. <laughs> they, they're funnier now than I thought they were before this episode. <laughs> i'm I'm glad my eyes are open to them, um man, I was gonna say something super cool, and I don't remember what it was.
0: well, if you remember, let us know uh
1: it was something about emotions well let let's talk about how emotions aren't bad emotion yeah. like we kind of touched on that already. You shouldn't be ashamed of emotions, mm-hmm. and the um you're a but like. It's important to understand your emotions can be misguided, but they will always be coming from a genuine place. Yeah. The, the need that they're stemming from, which is the soul's needs, mm-hmm. is good and necessary. So if someone is desiring a relationship, they can take those emotions and really mess them up. And do it the wrong way, and have and and fully rely on those. But no matter how twisted it gets, that is still always stemming back to the need for companionship. Yeah. And so, despite the the confusion that happens with emotions, it is reflecting a need that comes from the deepest part of you. Right. And that goes for pursuing your goals as well Mm. we have we have a desire to do well in things or at least i hope you have a desire to do well in what you do whatever your craft is to be good at it to succeed in it and this is all stemming back to the soul's desire to like work yeah and to flourish and um create create reap sow, whatever it is and these these aren't bad things but it doesn't take long for them to become misguided. Yep. And now, finally, we're going to read some of the Bible. Yes. Yeah. It's
0: my favorite part.
1: Oh, good. Good. Yeah. So the Bible has a lot to say about the heart. The heart is a big theme throughout it. And there are... Uh, I remember watching this Bible Project video one time, and they talked about how when they say the heart in the Bible... They could be talking about like the mind mm-hmm. or they could be talking about the heart.
0: And but so the point still stands though, because we say follow the heart. It could also be your mind. And we're not we're not talking about our physical heart. We're talking about like our <laughs> desires.
1: Yeah, not your physical heart.
0: Yeah. So yeah. it's the same sort of principle, I think.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad I'm glad you said that. So there in scripture a lot of times the heart is used to reflect a person's character and is used to indicate whether they they love or hate god mm. whether they love or hate people so the condition of the heart is very important like is your heart pure or is your heart impure and this is a sad verse of what jeremiah 17:9 <laughs> says about the heart no
0: you're laughing
1: and i'm sorry It says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Mm. Who can understand it? I, the Lord search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. What do you get from that?
0: Heart's not always very reliable. Yeah. Yeah. And that like relating to what you said earlier about how it, like relates to whether or not they're misguided emotions or genuine emotions right Mm -hmm. like genuine anger might not be the best emotion to follow but it is like genuine yeah and then it just becomes whether or not you follow that desire or look back to your old anchor
1: Exactly. Bang. Good thing someone came up with that analogy. <laughs> I'm glad. <Yeah. laughs> Actually, it's kind of a variation of an analogy. I already heard
0: oh, about man. a tree
1: and the branches are the problems we think we have and then the roots are the real problems. Ooh. And so if you're angry and you are constantly and how you deal with your anger is maybe by cussing somebody out. Yeah. Maybe the place to start Oh no. Cool. The place to start isn't Man, I need to stop cussing people out. The place to start is why is this hurting you? Yeah. And so you need to trace it back to the very beginning to the roots of the issue to figure this stuff out. And what this verse says is the heart is deceitful above all things. Yeah. And we've talked about on this show before um, about human nature. And how human humans the nature of humans is to reject God and embrace their selves and their mm. desires. And I think a lot of this is reflected in the things that we've been fed growing up. Um, no matter how subtle it is, a lot of these messages of following your heart need to be considered very, very carefully. Yeah. And um, because this is telling us following your heart is, is not a good idea. Yeah. You're, you're deceiving yourself mm-hmm. and you're deceiving others. And it says it's desperately sick. And, and in the NIV, it says beyond cure. The heart is something that is like dying inside yeah. of us and it can't be fixed. And I, I just think that's so interesting. And then it says, who can understand it? And this, of course, is like throwing up a lob to God so he can say, I understand it. And he does. I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. So this thing that is so deceitful and this thing that is so complex, only the Lord can understand. Mm it. And so it only makes sense that we would give it to him. And so if you're a Christian and you haven't given your heart to the Lord, what are you doing? Like do it because it's meant for him and you don't understand your heart. Don't pretend you understand your heart. I don't understand my heart. I don't understand why I did some of the things I did yesterday. Like every day something happens that is confusing to me because my heart wanted something. Yeah. And so if we give this up to the Lord, he knows how to navigate these things a lot better than we do.
0: Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on that? Um, what's the last part of that verse, the last half? I, the Lord, search
1: the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve.
0: Yeah. I I just think another thing worth mentioning is how how God sees, like, not just the desires of our hearts, but the intent of those desires. Mm. Like, if our desires, I don't know, I'm trying to think of an example, to... Get a certain position at Blockbuster. That's my heart's desire. <laughs> but the intent behind it is like out of spite so that Johnny doesn't have that position at Blockbuster. Johnny. I don't know. I just think it's another, another layer of the desire. Of the heart is like the intent behind the desire and that God knows both. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, are you, are you getting at like the deeds part of this? Yeah. Are like our deeds, our deeds will be traced back to the heart. Right. So, you can do like something good, but God is going to trace that back to the heart and he's going to know where it really came from. Right. That, that's a really good point because Jesus talks about the, this rich guy who gave a lot of money. And then this poor guy who gave not a lot of money, yeah. but the poor guy gave more because it came from um, a genuine place in the heart. Right. And then the rich guy did not come from a genuine place in the heart. So the deed itself, if you only look at the deed, the rich man did a better job. But if you look at the heart, which God says, I look at the heart, not at outside appearances like man does, right? then you see true righteousness or false righteousness, yeah. unrighteousness. What's the opposite of righteousness?
0: Unrighteousness.
1: Good. Not good, but I get it. Um, so our heart has distorted God's gifts and the desires that he's given us to fit ourselves instead of be given to him. Yeah. So we have like a tendency to resist him Um, Psalm 5110, this is written by David after he committed the big sin of, (laughs) why are we laughing at inappropriate times? I don't know. Um, the, The Bathsheba, he cheated, he slept with Bathsheba, they had a kid, God killed the kid because of David's sin, and David even, I'm butchering this story, but David killed Bathsheba's husband, who was actually a friend of his, just a huge mess. And this is part of David's repentance Psalm. And it says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So he needs a new heart, a clean heart, and a new spirit. And this, what this indicates to me is that the heart you grew up with is not the heart you're meant to have
0: yeah
1: it's not the heart that you're meant to give into and listen to there's a new heart you're supposed to get that's actually clean and it's not um contaminated like ours are Mm -hmm. that makes sense (laughs) okay cool so i want to talk i want to end with um jesus and yeah. what he does for us when it comes to the heart. And a couple things are, th- this one I think is so important is Jesus is committed to us. And when you're following your inconsistent emotions, it's hard to commit to things. But knowing that there is someone who is fully committed to you helps a lot. Mm. And it can help you remain contained and remain secure about yourself. Um, A lot of people do certain things and live certain ways and have certain feelings because they feel like no one cares about them and no one is committed to them. But to to, to have a starting place and a starting knowledge of knowing that Jesus is fully committed to you makes committing to him easier, even if it involves resisting your heart. And he eventually gives us new desires. He gives us new desires through the Holy Spirit. And so we might we might develop the fruits of the Spirit, kindness, goodness, gentleness. <laughs> you know the fruits of the Spirit? Yeah, those. Yeah.
0: I, I tried to think of the song and I skipped ahead. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and... <laughs>
1: self-control oh yeah yeah so you might get those desires we're just gonna move right along as if that never happened
0: um, <laughs> i would like to think it didn't.
1: <laughs> he'll give you pure and holy desires yeah which you you might you might like figure out the desires that you've had will just be rearranged in a way that they're pleasing to god and they actually serve the needs of your soul yeah instead of leading to dead end, dead end, dead end all the time. Yeah. Um, Jesus never disappoints. So we, we talked about earlier, you can think of this perfect person in your mind and they don't actually exist, but the perfect person does exist. And his name is Jesus. He probably doesn't exist. How you, you made the person up in your mind. It's probably not like that, but, he there is a standard of perfection that is real and he embodies it and so if we can submit to the standard of perfection and know that it's someone who's fully committed to us our hearts can follow suit mm-hmm. and then um kind of like the anchor thing he is grounded in truth so our emotions and our desires can be grounded in truth as well mm-hmm. instead of grounded in Nothing basically. Um not really knowing what knowing what we want but not knowing what we need, mm. which is a huge deal. There's a big difference between that. Our our emotions can be grounded in what we need. And then although we might desire other things, we can identify if it's something we need or something we want. And if yeah. it's something we want, could probably leave it alone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um he knows what to do with our emotions. Our emotions don't surprise him. he knows how to navigate those and uh, like kind of like I already said, our emotions no longer have dead ends. they actually serve like a divine purpose and reflect a divine need. Um, he never disappoints. Oh I'm reading the same things over again.
0: That's all right.
1: but that do you have any They're good points? Any comments on what Jesus specifically does <clears throat> for us when it um, comes to the
0: heart? Yeah, and I mean, even in that, I feel like, you know, we were talking earlier about how we think of an end goal without really considering the process. Mm -hmm. And I think that God giving us new desires is a process that that will take place. Like, I don't think, at, at least not for me, it might happen for some people that you wake up with completely changed desires and everything right but it's like the when you make your desire to follow god's desires and like you put in that discipline and that work into studying his word and prayer then like the the change starts to take place i think Mm. like over time
1: the process the process yeah okay I like
0: yeah. that. That's good.
1: Yeah. It becomes purposeful. Um, if you have nothing else to say on that, I have a verse I want to end with. Do it. So, this is Jesus summing up the law. Mm. And if you know anything about the law of the Old Testament, you'll know it's a lot.
0: There's a lot.
1: There's a lot of it. Hundreds of laws. 600. Dang. That's a lot of laws. And Jesus is asked to like sum up the laws, and this is one of the things he says. He says, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength." Notice that heart is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can learn, even though our hearts are deceitful, they can be they can be cleaned and renewed and made new in order to love God. yeah and they can be... One of the, the biggest things you could do in your life is to give your heart to God and let him change it. And that's how you can love him with all your heart. Mm-hmm. I think, I'm sure there's many other ways to say this, but letting him take that vulnerable emotional part of you and saying, I trust you with this. I believe you made this. And I believe you know why. It wants the certain things it wants. I believe you know why it does the certain things it does. And so I need you to piece this thing back together for me because I've kind of destroyed it. Yeah. And God, God is, God can only fix a broken heart if he gets a broken heart. Mm -hmm. And if you're not with him, if you're outside of Christ, your heart is broken. And God wants to repair that. He wants to renew that and fix it because he has a purpose for it and he doesn't want us to keep destroying this thing
0: right
1: he he loves us yeah mm-hmm. so he he wants our heart he demands our heart and what what we need to ask ourselves is like are we going to give it to him are you going to give it to him are you going to give God your heart because what if you're if you're following your heart alone outside of God it's a false God and it's not going to do it it's not going to do the the job of God justice because it's not meant to it's meant to be given to him so that the one true God can do it justice yeah. and he will so if you want to give your heart to God so we can change it mm-hmm. any final thoughts
0: nope cool follow your heart if you give it to Jesus. <laughs> Even then, follow uh, Jesus.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's how I wanted to sum up this episode. Yes.
0: No, I don't think that's completely accurate. Follow Jesus before anything else. Your heart
1: is very special. It has a very big purpose.
0: It has a purpose that you along might not with expect. with your mind and soul to love God.
1: Yeah. Mhm. We covered a lot of stuff today. Very, very quickly. To end, that this has to be super fast. We've gone so long. But what have you learned this past week?
0: Oh man, what have I learned?
1: That's what I what's what I asked.
0: I'm learning Ah, oh, shoot, I forgot. try oh the you know the uh the workout analogy I was talking about earlier before this
1: yes I remember it's really good
0: it's not something necessarily I learned this week but I was reminded of lately like how and I feel like it ties into pursuing God and letting him change your desires mm-hmm. like uh moving past a sinner or even giving God your heart so he can renew it. It's kind of like working out and going to the gym. This is something I heard from somebody at some point where at first it's really hard and it doesn't take long for you to get exhausted. And yeah, but the more you, you go to the gym and the more you start working out, you can do it for longer and you feel better and you get stronger And then you don't really know when exactly you can see results, but at one point you look in the mirror and you see results and you don't know, like one day you didn't see them, the next day you did see them and you don't know when they got there, but they're there now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's a similar situation with being transformed, letting God renew your heart and your mind, that it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of discipline, but... One day it's just gonna, you're gonna notice that wow, mm-hmm. things are a lot different.
1: Yeah, um,
0: so that's what I've been reminded of.
1: That that's really good. I went to the gym twice within these past couple of weeks, and I can tell you, everything you said is true. <laughs> I had to stop. My, um, I grew up very active. In the gym and in weightlifting and stuff. And then when I got to college, it, was, it wasn't really downhill. It was a drop off of a cliff in terms of my physical, athletic abilities. Yeah. And so every once in a while when I do hit the gym again, I just get completely destroyed. And I have to stop the workout early. It's like, man, th- this is too much. But when I keep going there it becomes easier. And it's like, it's the same way with us, like you said, pursuing God and overcoming sin, because you might see Christ's holiness. You might see his standard and say, that's impossible. And you might even say, I used to be there, but there's no way I can do that again. And then you try and you're like, see, told you this is impossible. I just failed miserably. But if you keep at it and you remain consistent, one day you're going to look and you're going to be like, I haven't done that sin in a while. Yeah. And I I don't really think about this thing anymore because of this process that I've been going through. And you you overcome it like that. You overcome it very gradually. And it's not how some people want. Like you want to go to the gym and you want to immediately leave with a six pack. People are the same way spiritually. You want to immediately be able to drop this addiction or this habit that you've been doing your whole life. But it might not work like that. Not saying it can't. Well, at the gym, it can't. Yeah. But it might be there's a a beautiful process you have to go through that is probably going to hurt, but one day you're going to be like, man, doing pretty good.
0: What did you learn? I learned
1: that I do not that I need to be, um, careful when I'm tired.
0: Wise advice.
1: Yeah. We, uh, we went on a retreat recently with our ministry and at these retreats, you don't get much sleep. You can, if you want, (laughs) but you don't get much sleep. (laughs) We have, we have too much fun hanging out with people and whatnot. And when I got back from the retreat and I was so tired, that this happens to me all the time where I, my body knows I need sleep, but my mind is really susceptible to making bad decisions when I'm tired. And so I'll end up like staying up watching YouTube or something. And I'm like, man, and it, and it like sets me back for the next couple of days or so. And so if I was more wise about what to do when I'm tired I would have not put myself in certain situations. And um, yeah, just exercise discipline in the midst of exhaustion. Yeah. And be careful not to get exhausted exhausted if it's not necessary. Because that really sucks. Yeah. When you exhaust yourself and you really didn't have to. It's the worst. Cool. Cool? Cool. This has been The Bottom Line, folks. life's inconsistencies are met with foundational truth i'm harrison kramer
0: i am jake chandler but you guys already knew that
1: (laughs) we said that at the beginning um thank you for making it this far we drop these episodes every thursday morning at 9 a.m um if you if you're interested in reaching out to us asking us questions we know that we're not like experts on um, theology or the topics that we're talking about. So, if you want to reach out to us, or if you have any ideas of what you'd like us to talk about, I'll link our Instagram accounts in the bio or in the description of this video. And we'll see you guys back here next week with another episode of the Bottom Line. Mm-hmm.
0: See you later.